1: Huddle up on three One, two, three Huddle up No one And I mean No one Comes into our house And pushes us around This is your game now, gentlemen Russian three, drop in eight, and Louis steps up, now loads and throws, it's caught, it's pitched backwards, up in the air, it's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands, and now it is down, it is over, and the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. Fans on their feet, rally towels are being waved. Brad Lynch stretches. The
0: 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss! Stuck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of
1: Baseball!
0: Eller for the draw! And as the puck
1: drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast.
0: We're not going to be fucking sucked this
1: year. We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Hello,
0: everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast. We are live Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We are glad you can join us here on a Tuesday night. It is January the 12th. One night removed from the college football playoff national championship. We're going to talk about that to start the show. Uh, We have NFL playoffs to talk about. Hockey is back tomorrow night. The NBA may be in a little bit of COVID trouble uh, and, and much more so uh we hope you can uh settle in and join us uh we have sean back here with us again this week sean how you doing
1: well you know we're doing uh you know i had a a little bit of a close call with the, the little guy going to bed a little later than normal uh appears that there may be some movement in the house so it looks like he may have gone down a little easier than we thought but uh you know got to enjoy some you know homemade chicken nuggets fresh from the freezer and uh Think we're fueled up and ready to fly.
0: Delicious, delicious. That uh, which leads
1: me to say is as far as you know, it's always an interesting one. People always talk about wing flavors and wing sauces, and that's a conversation for another time. But if you're having chicken nuggets, what's your uh, what's your sauce of choice?
0: Uh well, it depends. Are they chicken McNuggets? Are they? Uh, or are they some other? I'll give nugget. you
1: two picks. You can whether you're going to you're going to a restaurant to get them, whether you're getting the McNuggets or the Wendy's or the whatever. If you're getting those, don't include Chick fil A because that's not fair. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> but you're going either fast food nuggets. You can give me your sauce of choice for a fast food nugget and your sauce of choice for a homemade oven baked nugget.
0: Okay, well if I'm if I'm going out and if I'm, if I'm getting a chicken McNugget, then the correct answer is the sweet and sour sauce. That is correct uh, that is from correct McDonald's. Answer. Uh, if, if I'm baking them at home, um, you know, I'm probably going to go with, with like some sort of a barbecue cause like it, it's not really a wing thing. So I'm not doing yeah. like, I'm not doing like a mango habanero or
1: I do or, occasionally like taking the nuggets, toss them in some Buffalo sauce, dip them in ranch, but that's sure. kind of making your own boneless wing, Right. Exactly. If you're just doing a dip, if you ever doing the barbecue, try doing a little barbecue, honey mustard next to each other, stir them together. That's always a,
0: a well, that's, way to
1: sweeten up the barbecue sauce a little bit. It's I mean, nice. that's
0: basically Chick-fil-A sauce.
1: Which is one of the ones I have a uh, Chick-fil-A sauce sold by the bottle at the stores now. Uh we keep a, a wait, like in it.
0: grocery stores down there?
1: Yeah, it's a white bottle it says Chick-fil-A on the well, side. It's the actual Chick-fil-a sauce. Because I
0: know, I know at, at the Chick fil A restaurants up here, like you can you can buy some of their sauces by the bottle at the restaurant
1: you You just go up to the counter and be like i need a thousand sauces they're
0: like okay (laughs) you know like because like the last time we went through the last time we'd gotten drive through the chick-fil-a i uh i was gonna i was they they sell a three-pack i think it's the chick fil two chick-fil-a sauce and a polynesian i think
1: yeah check it out um check it out in your stores um
0: yeah i don't think they have it in stores
1: She's picked up um, Chick-fil-A sauce a couple of times and a I said they have Polynesian and maybe another one uh, oh, on the Chick-fil-A line. That lineup, Polynesian sauce is, is,
0: is banging as well. It's
1: real nice. It's real nice. I always like to make a semi-Polynesian. Uh, I went with the Chick-fil-A, but I also – one of my go-tos, I like to take a little Thai chili uh, and, and squirt a little sriracha into it. Mix Ooh, that together, like spice nice. up the Thai chili. It uh, turns into a real nice, uh, real nice dip for those nuggets. Yeah, but, at
0: uh... – uh, at, at the grocery store. We could probably just
1: do a whole podcast on nuggets. You
0: know? Probably. I mean, it's definitely like these sort of conversations are definitely like a football off season, like summertime podcast, definitely. but, we'll uh, but yeah, without a Converse. doubt. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, Sean, let's, let's jump into it. Obviously last night, uh, was the college football playoff national championship. Um, and this one wasn't, close either <laughs> uh it well, wasn't the start of the game well yeah i mean and then they kicked off so
1: like right around zero zero yeah.
0: um alabama of course winning uh 52 to 24 they are now the uh for the sixth time in the last 12 years your national champion um uh this one again it, it wasn't close um you know i look at it in an interesting tidbit and, and we'll talk about some some factors of Of this and and the playoff and and what college football can do. But I saw this come out. Stuart Mandel uh, had tweeted earlier the the ratings, the overnight ratings for the college football playoff national championship, uh, 18.7 million. This is the lowest of any national championship uh, through the playoff or the BCS era. The next closest uh, was uh, 2004, uh, USC, Oklahoma, 21.4 million. Now, I understand that, you know, there there's cord cutting, there's streaming, uh, and, and in a pandemic season, um, viewership has been down as well. But I, I think I put a I put some of this on too, and, and it's something we've talked about when we've talked about college football is no I don't think people wanna see the same day and we had a discussion on our on our Facebook post about this. I don't think people want to see the same damn teams win year after year after year anymore.
1: No, and I, I was going to say that right away. I mean, I know I was, uh, <clears throat> I was following it, and and you know, kind of between things like following it on my phone, I was watching it, had streaming on the ESPN app and things, and but I, I wasn't tuned in. Like I wasn't tuned in like I have been in the past, and and uh, I think what you're seeing is obviously, obviously the programs that are winning. And doing well, like their fan base is growing. You have young fans, and you have fair weather fans, and um, you know, and of course, you have the ones that are like, well, as long as it's the SEC, um, you sure. know There's like Florida fans down here, like SEC wins again. I'm like, you can't beat Alabama. That's the only reason you're rooting for them. <laughs> like I've never, like, can you imagine that in the NFL where it's like, ah oh, man, we lost to Dallas. At least it was someone from the NFC East, right? Like I, I, I sure. have
0: never, I have, you know, like now what I have. Would it have like killed me if, if, if Washington had gone on and won the Super Bowl this year? Uh, like no, nobody
1: be, has any reason to dislike Washington. Right. I mean, Alex it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it,
0: it's like the Pittsburgh pirates, like, you know, right. or like the Orioles, like if those teams do well, you can't really, you can't really hate them. And, and the story was good with, with Washington, but, but yeah, know. I
1: mean, when you're looking at the same couple of teams, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I mean, people are like, well, there's Alabama. And I think if it, Am I, you know, if Notre Dame had gotten in, obviously they would have had the TV viewership probably, both from those that love them and hate them. Oh, right, I was going to say, the but, haters um,
0: would have tuned in.
1: But I don't know, even if Notre Dame hadn't gotten in, it would have been some weird one. Like a and uh, versus like Ohio State. And I know Ohio State's there a lot, but they're not there as often, at least in the last five years, as the other two. And I, and I feel like that would have been at least interesting to see if, you know, having a, a different part of the country represented, um, you know, even some of the Pacific Northwest or, you know, I, I don't even know where else you would look, but um, but yeah, just no parity whatsoever.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the semifinal games uh, had higher ratings than the national championship that has not happened in the playoff era. Um, so again, I, I think it's, it's, it's an issue that, and I mean, here's the thing you, you, there's not a lot college football can do. Like you can't, you can't, I mean, unless you investigate them and find that they're probably doing some illegal things, you can't just not let Alabama or Clemson and Ohio state, uh, or I think Andrew in the, in the comments on the Facebook post, it even pointed out Oklahoma has been in, uh, I think five or six uh, college football playoffs. Like you, you can't ban these teams if they don't do anything wrong. However, um, this goes back to the conversation we've had, for, for, you know, a couple of weeks ago that college football, uh, you know, when we, we, you look at this playoff structure and it's four teams and you know that a group of five schools never going to get in, um, you're, you're always going to have at least one power five conference. that's not going to be represented. Like, I, I think when you continue to see results that, 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 that go like this, and, and if you go another year or two, that you know it's Alabama and Clemson or, or Ohio State and Clemson or Ohio State and Alabama or maybe Oklahoma sneaks in again you know if, if these numbers keep dropping that that we have talked about the, the the shift needing to happen in college football with the college football playoff but if if these numbers continue to dip and you can't just chalk it up to to cord cutting um because the, there will be streaming numbers that come out because you know that that is a a huge part of today's TV viewership, but if they, those numbers don't close that gap, even to, to you know, it's a, a 3 million viewer difference from the lowest BCS uh, national championship game, like if they don't find a way to close that number, that that push to shift to an 18 playoff is going to happen sooner than it would just for any other reason.
1: Oh, it absolutely will. And, and I was just thinking, I'm like, you know, what may have hurt them. Uh, you know, as much as people love an underdog, and, and I think it was the talk of the town was Ohio State, you know, tearing through Clemson after that, uh, the, the first round, um, that may have hurt the viewership as well, because uh, you, you kind of got, they're a team that a lot of people felt shouldn't have been there, uh, or maybe, you know, when you get that upset, I, I, maybe it had a higher viewership if it was your your two proverbial best, and maybe Ohio State sneaking in uh, led people to believe, like, ah, well, I'll just see how much Alabama wins by you know, and, and I'm not going to discredit Ohio State and say I felt that way. I, I was interested to see what they would do in the uh, in the title game, but um, you know, it kind of proved those folks right here. And, and you know, maybe Ohio State made a very strong effort to prove themselves in the first game, anyway. Well, you had to, um, but uh, but maybe just run out of juice. Maybe Alabama's just that good.
0: I think uh, they and, are.
1: <laughs> and, and, and and what happens is, I mean, they're a very deep team. They're 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 going to be there every year, but. Um, you have those kind of off years when, when you graduate, you're like a a year like this, where, where you have all the, uh, the upperclassmen on the line and, and you know, the nation's best receiver. And, um, you know, you have the, the Heisman candidate quarterback, three Heisman, uh, finalists on that roster, by the way,
0: that, that helps. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, that helps. Uh, so when you, when you have that, when those guys go, you know, you're still going to be very competitive, but sometimes that next year is the year to, to kind of catch them. Uh, and you just got to be one of the teams that does, but, um, But, I mean, the interesting thing is, and I know you and I have talked about it, and we've had some defenses on social media both before last night's game and since, um, that, you know, our Irish Notre Dame took a lot of flack for the beating, and they they had the unfortunate task of being the first of the two games. Uh, So the first thing everybody saw was Notre Dame getting what what people were saying is obliterated. And, you know, after what you saw last night, and and to be honest, what Ohio State did to Clemson, it doesn't look like obliterated. Notre Dame was the closest of the
0: the – College football playoff games.
1: Yeah, Notre Dame gave. Uh, uh, and, and the last time they they were in there, uh, and you know, and they got uh, whooped by Alabama. Uh, same thing. It was just uh, or Clemson. It was the Clemson game, right? Yeah, where Clemson beat us, and everybody's like, "See, they don't belong here." Uh, and then they go out and beat Alabama by even more than they beat us. Um, same thing happened this year, where you know you hold Alabama to the lowest points they've had in almost two years. You lose by less than the Vegas spread said. Uh, and then they get to the national title game against a, a presumably overconfident, at least in hindsight, uh, Buckeye Nation. And they give up almost twice as many points, uh, lose by almost twice as many points. Yeah, And um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was get, the questions left to be said, like, does it have something to do with the seeding and the love for these teams? Because, you know, for all intents and purposes, if Notre Dame's getting preferential treatment and in hindsight, you're saying, well, they're no good because they can't beat these other teams. Well, neither could the one that nobody thought should be there either.
0: Yeah, if you look no. back to if you look back 2018, uh, you know Alabama had beaten Oklahoma 45 34 in the Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl. Clemson was 30 to three over Notre Dame. Yeah. Then, you, then you get to the College Football Playoff National Championship. Clemson beats Alabama 44 to 16. Like
1: and you start to ask yourself, when it's these same teams, like these teams are recruiting and
0: to beat each other, beating,
1: to beat those other teams. Like Clemson knows that if we get there, it's going to be Alabama. And Alabama knows if we get there, it's going to be Clemson, it's going to be Ohio State. These teams are competing with each other, even though they're not playing in the regular season. And you start to wonder, like, you know, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, if Cincinnati would have snuck in or A&M would have snuck in as a They would have been clobbered. (laughs) I I, I don't see any scenario with what I saw from Alabama in two games that either one of the – I mean, Cincinnati – I mean, Godspeed, you got yourself into a bowl, you, you know, you got you real
0: competitive. you blew a lead over Georgia. That doesn't tell me you're going to right. be competitive against Alabama. Right.
1: You blew, you blew a lead <laughs> against the, a two-loss SEC team uh, from the opposite con- side of the conference. Um, but, yeah, I, I just – I don't see any scenario where that happens. But at the same time, when it's these same four teams – and, you know, Notre Dame's not in there every year, but they sneak in. And, and, and you know, obviously Notre Dame has pro- – to me Notre Dame has proven that they are in the the – what I would call the cream of college football. Like they are on the top they're floating up there. It's a program that's, that's been winning for, you know, ever since Brian Kelly got there minus the one bad year and what Notre Dame has shown. And instead of people, you know, kind of jumping on Notre Dame and saying, you know, you don't belong or you're not as good as them. it, It might be just kind of people needing to embrace and realize that no one is that, that Notre Dame is on the top of that next tier along with a few other teams, your Oklahomas are there. Occasionally there's a Pac-12 team there. Um, you know, sometimes there's a Georgia or another SEC school that's, like, right there with us. And and the trouble that college football is finding and what's happening is is the gap from that that tier to the next tier is enormous. And, um, and it's just teams are having a real hard time jumping to the other side. I mean, Ohio State, I would argue, is, you know, this year, um, I guess they were on the other side of that that tier maybe they've made the leap in that first game but but it's going to be hard for anybody to to recruit too because in the yeah, i mean notre years, dame
0: this is their fourth straight year with 10, 10 or more wins and and, and um and, and you take away 2016 where they went four and eight um you know 2015 they went 10 and three so like notre dame notre dame's consistently winning 10 10 games um and
1: I, and and the thing that i would sell to people is you know look at both preseason and postseason strength of schedule on those uh, those years. There might be a few where they dip lower than others, but for more times than not, they're in the top it. ten or fifteen, if not higher. Yeah, you look at uh, you look so, at this
0: year's college football playoffs. You know, Alabama thirty-one to fourteen over Notre Dame. Then you had the the 28 uh, Ohio State over Clemson, and then of course last night fifty. Yeah, so like for the for the second time, you know, Notre Dame has been in like their their game was the 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 closest or the second closest of the three the three playoff games. So the, this notion and and like the, the the level and the ranking of Notre Dame's recruiting classes isn't even on the level of no. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, so well, what, what
1: they got to keep doing is keep pushing for defensive players. Like show that oh, like Look, our system is working. Our system is here and we need you here and you, you you get the defensive players and hope you can you can snag some uh And it was a huge hire, business.
0: you know, Clark Lee leaves, you get the uh defensive coordinator from Cincinnati uh now coming over to Notre Dame. He turned down uh it it, it it looked like he was down to Cincinnati, LSU, Texas and us. Um and 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 he picks Notre Dame. So like that that number one that tells you Something special is happening at Notre Dame, and number two, um, you know, when you have a guy that 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 turns down those jobs to come there, makes me feel pretty good about where Notre Dame's not only where their defense was one of the best in the country this year, but next year when you have uh, more recruits coming in and uh, regular off season programs and stuff like that, hopefully, um, you know, should lead to some really good things. So yeah, it, it's uh, unfortunately the narrative uh, around Notre Dame is never going to stop because it's it's you know you know we are the yankees we are the cowboys we are the lakers we, you know it, it is what it is when it comes to college football but um at this point if you're if you're denying what how good notre dame is um and 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 that's the thing notre dame's good i, I would even say notre dame's great um there's just another level but the, but again the problem with college football and you know i i keep going back to it i think the only way that you can even try to fix it and i know some people are like well, if, if four teams, if you know, if, if you can't beat Alabama or Clemson with four teams, how are you going to do it if you expand it to eight? Well, because what, what happens there when you expand it to eight is first off, you're playing more games. The more games you play, the more opportunity there is for you to make a mistake and somebody to capitalize on said mistake. But also, you know, within that eight teams – there might
1: give your best teams an opportunity, right? Because to make the mistake and still get in,
0: right? And you know, at this point, you know, if if you have, um, you know, because there, one of the years, uh, well, it was the 2012 season. It was still the BCS, but Notre Dame was the only undefeated team. Like Alabama and other teams had lost during the year. Alabama worked their way back in. So what happens is if you lose a game in October. It all of a sudden doesn't kill you anymore, um, and 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 it can get you back in. But
1: yeah, in A lot of years, more than not, there's there's some really good teams that are on the outside looking in because they got caught in that scenario, uh, whether it was a bad week, whether it was uh, a rivalry game, um, <clears throat> sometimes a loss in a in a championship game, in a in a conference title game where you have right. you know, maybe you have a really good conference, you have a really good big 12 that year, maybe you have a really good big 10. And, you know maybe the the one team's undefeated one has one loss the one loss team knocks the other one off and neither of them get in now it gives both those teams an opportunity to play yeah so uh, so and, it, and that's the, that's the exciting thing is it, it exciting to see a team like Cincinnati or a UCF or you know anybody else that like is from Memphis that, that that normally wouldn't have been there get in sure if they're undefeated and they're they're selling themselves and they're winning games by a lot throw them in against the number 1 team give them a chance to play but like I think the more exciting thing for me is, is the opportunity to see some of those programs that, you know, maybe they had to play Alabama already. <laughs> and that's their loss. Like, how many years has it been a Georgia or an LSU or an Auburn that, like, the only game they, they, they really had on their schedule to, like, sell a playoff spot is the one team that's the hardest in the country to beat. And, you know, maybe you get that second try. You could take them. Yeah
0: because you can or maybe learn things else does
1: you, and you don't have to play them a second
0: time. Yeah, you you can you can you can learn th- I mean, case in point, look at the NFL this past weekend, uh nobody really gave the Browns a chance and they they get out to a hot start. Obviously, this you know, the Steelers had come back, but the Browns were able to hold them off. So, maybe that happens. Maybe, you know, a guy just gets rattled and and you know, you can pull that that major upset. I mean, there's teams much lower than number eight that have beaten a number one team in the country so I uh, would like to see it uh, possibly uh, expand in the future Sean we closed the, uh, the we closed the college football season uh, I had uh, the pick right this week you had the pick wrong uh, but I finished 36 and 29 you finished the year at uh, 40 and 25.
1: Did I take Ohio State?
0: You had picked them, yeah, you had picked them with the points because it was uh, a pretty big spread. (laughs) So you, uh, you know, I I think we had both agreed that Alabama was going to win.
1: I had another pool going online. I I took Alabama in a route. I'm really surprised. I must have had one too many beers. (laughs) Maybe one too many of these dogfish heads that night take Ohio State with the points. What was I thinking?
0: Uh, I am not sure. I am absolutely not sure, maybe but
1: to give you a shot of winning that, one. I don't know.
0: Maybe, maybe we we'll go back
1: to the tape sometime, but we probably won't.
0: Probably not. Uh, either way, you won, so I don't think it matters. <laughs> Matter it matters either way at that point. Um, but Sean, so, let's let's look at you know a one of the the coaching situations that we had been keeping an eye on throughout the season was Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. We now know. Uh, that Jim Harbaugh will be back, uh, at Michigan, uh, a new five-year deal, uh, buy much lower for Michigan, very incentively, you know, uh, set up so that, uh, the more they win, the more money he's going to make. So, um, you know, I, I, know there was a lot of typical, uh, reactions with, with this. I think, um, you know, Michigan is a somewhat polarizing team, Harbaugh polarizing guy, uh, and, and, and a lot of people had some interesting comments about the, the, the decision for Michigan to bring him back. I still think this is the right call and they had, and, and the way they did it, especially because first off you either had to fire him or you had to extend him because he was going into his final year, a lame duck, one year coach in college is just going to be disastrous for recruiting. So now this tells, this tells you when you're out on the recruiting trail, look, I'm here for the next, uh, almost the next decade. Um, you know, one more year. I, you know, five years after that, I will be here for the full time that 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 your that your son is coming to play at the University of Michigan. Um, and and also, I I don't know that there's a coach out there right now that is going to walk in and make Michigan that much better next season. And, and I know, like, it always comes back to well, you have to beat Ohio State. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. Like, for years, I you know, I, I pulled out the stat uh, and I looked it up when Notre Dame had gone through that stretch where they only beat USC like three times in like a 13-year period. I get it. You want to beat your rivals. However, look at the scoreboard. There's not a lot of teams in the country that are beating Ohio State right now regularly. Um, you know, obviously, you, you want to win those games against Penn State. You want to win those games against Michigan State. Uh, you want to win those games when you, if and when you play Notre Dame. Like, that's another big one as well if you play them. um, So, yeah, he has to be better. Like, I'm not sitting here fully defending, but I, I think this is the correct choice. And he, the bottom line is, if he does well and, you know, turns the team around, gets some wins over Ohio State, wins a Big Ten, goes to a playoff, Michigan looks pretty damn smart for extending him at this point. If he doesn't, it's a low buyout. A year or two from now, and he's not going to see years five, four, and five on that yep. deal.
1: No, and and I think when you're when you're University of Michigan and where the program's at right now, <clears throat> and you look at some of the other, uh, there's some other appealing programs, some smaller schools and things where where coaches are going on to bigger and better things, and coordinators and and the shift, and you look at where some of the job openings are, and I'm not sure on that list how appealing the Michigan job is. Obviously you know at at a you know prestigious school It's, it's real nice but you know there's a lot of coaching vacancies in the NFL and I know that's nothing new um but you know when you're looking at what candidates you're looking for and what type of candidate you're looking for unless you were looking for like like we talked about before a burner candidate until someone else came along I'm with you I don't think there was anybody else really out there for him and I was a huge proponent of just let him go he can't do anything um and maybe, maybe I'm giving him the light, uh, the light of day at the end of this, uh, COVID tunnel and, and, and hope like, you know, I get it back on track when, when things get rolling. But, but yeah, I, I don't think the leash is very long. Uh, and with that contract as, as big as it sounded on paper. Uh, when I first saw the numbers, um, there's definitely some, some room to wiggle and, and, um, a chance to, to make that leash a lot shorter than it looks. Um, and, um, but while we're on the topic of college football, I just happened to scroll into my college football news, and I got a list of the uh, current odds to win the national title next year. Um, I'll give you zero guesses as to who's number one odds. Uh... Uh, Alabama, although currently plus 300. If you want to throw a $100 bet out there on Alabama, could take 300 home at the end of next year. Um, but obviously, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, your top three. Oklahoma rounding out the top four. No surprise there. Notre Dame, those are all uh, plus 800 or less. Notre Dame sitting at plus four thousand, uh, so a hundred dollar bet wins you four thousand um, dollars. Interesting to me, like there's only about ten teams between those four and Notre Dame, but that's a lot of teams. Here's just a few of the teams ahead okay. of Notre Dame uh, in odds uh, at plus thirty three hundred: uh, Texas, Texas A and M, and USC, all favored higher better odds have they to win. have they
0: seen usc under clay helton
1: i have no idea like, what they're that's, thinking there, that's they have a ton of people coming back maybe derrick henry's going to usc i don't maybe. know maybe <laughs> a year of eligibility left going back to school i don't know uh, and then of course lsu at plus 2500 i assume that means that they're getting uh more experienced uh and then georgia rounds out the other teams ahead of us oh georgia Same give on- me a break USC, by the way, that's one Pac-12 school. Uh, another Pac-12 school, Oregon, same odds as Notre Dame at plus four thousand, along with the University of North Carolina. So, uh, I don't mind North Carolina being in the state because I feel like Notre Dame's losing some pieces. North Carolina is going to stay where they are. I think North Carolina. I don't think that. The I mean, I don't. Is, I don't
0: think they're playoff contenders, but that that program is better than they had the Matt Brown. Is,
1: is those other teams if the if the the tier jump that I talked about earlier in college football is that big? it's even larger within their conferences. So the trouble is, right, they have to uh, get Alabama, past... Ohio State and Clemson have successfully made like if you were going to bet on the winner of those conferences and you bet the field, that's a sucker bet.
0: Right. <laughs> like
1: to bet the field against Clemson, uh, Alabama, or Ohio State is just madness. Maybe Ohio State is the one that I could for some reason the Big 10 always has a lot of like weird one-loss teams that are right behind them and with the right Big 12 or uh, Big 10 title game occasionally you get i feel ohio state's the one that seems to make the most mistakes before the playoff starts of those teams um but i just there's just not a lot of scenarios where those three teams aren't aren't undefeated i just or the the only hope that the playoff has for other teams is that one of them gets knocked off one time and needs some help to get in and then just doesn't get that help that's like that's the only hope that that you would have but then in those years the argument for eight teams comes back and you're like well if We'd have gone to eight teams. Alabama would still be there, or if we'd have gone to eight teams, Ohio State would still be in. So I, I don't think there's a lot of push against eight teams from actual fans. I feel like that's a thing, but um, but yeah. As far as hardball, we're on the same page. Yeah, and I, I mean, just um, I, I, I just I look back. For next year we entertaining.
0: I just look back at, at, at their their last two seasons, and I mean, this is his record. These are his records at, at Michigan: ten and three, ten and three, eight and five, ten and three, nine and four. And then, of course, this year is two and four. But I feel like you kind of you kind of give a pass on on this season. You you know, good or bad, but especially if it's bad. Um, and I think a a lot of those years, unfortunately, was you know your your final loss was the bowl game. But now you're in the era where you have opt outs, you have injuries, things like that. But his his last two seasons. So in in 2018, they lost to Notre Dame, and that was the year Notre Dame went to, uh, the college football playoff. Notre Dame went undefeated uh and they lost to ohio state and then they lost to florida um in the uh in the peach bowl uh and then last year they lost to wisconsin penn state and ohio state uh and ohio state of course uh you know was in the uh was was in the playoff and then they lost to alabama uh in the citrus bowl so i mean y- yes you are losing against your best opponents but again you have to look at where michigan was when he got there where they are now I, I feel like a guy who's you know gone 49 and 22 um in, uh in, in six seasons and one of those being a two and four season with the, with the the pandemic I, I feel like that's a that's a pretty hard thing to uh you know to, to say that he's he's not doing well that he's not succeeding so uh of course jim Harbaugh uh will be returning to uh the Michigan sideline uh next year. Uh, cl- that's closing up the chapter. Obviously, if there's anything newsworthy, uh, in college football, we will, we will hit that, um, you know, d- during our shows in the weeks to come. Uh, but now another coaching, uh, situation that we have been talking about for, for the better part of the season, uh, of course the Philadelphia Eagles and what were the Eagles going to do? Uh, a lot of buzz over recent weeks, um, about their, um, you know, coaching situation. And now we know uh, that Doug Peterson is out uh, as Eagles head coach. Um, so, Sean, I, I will I will lend the floor to you first, being the uh, being the Eagles fan. Uh, but for me, when the news came came through yesterday, I can't ex- I can't really say that I was surprised. Um, but you're you're three seasons removed from a Super Bowl. It feels strange but I can't honestly say I was surprised
1: well it's the uh the way of the era I think um you know what have you done for me lately and um unfortunately it wasn't a, a situation where the Eagles weren't just winning Super Bowls um you know this year especially uh but even last year getting into the playoffs it's not like they um they looked that impressive he kind of snuck in uh, out of a um a weak division again had to really scrap um you know, on both years, a very injury-ridden team. You know, is, is that a fault of a head coach? I, I don't know how. I mean, I'm not on, on an NFL sidelines. I don't know if the head coach has a lot to do with uh, player conditioning. I know the Eagles run one of the more grueling camps in um, professional football, and and I don't know that that was able to take place this year. But, um, but I mean, we're looking at five years. His whole regime has been an injury-ridden Um, even the Super Bowl run that year was an injury right and I mean not not just not just Carson which
0: is a kind of a freak injury you're talking guys who have a lot of you know tissue injuries and muscle injuries stuff like that 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 you know that those things pile up year to year
1: yeah and I think it's um you know if it's not his fault or in any way shape or form then then it's unfortunate but at the same time you know it's gotta look competitive. And I and I think the issue is is when you have you know, when you sold the world and, and your city and, and the league on a, on the next man up mentality and and the whole like, you know, we're we're all we got and we're all we need and you know, and it worked. I will I will always be grateful for Doug Peterson. I will always be Absolutely. grateful for the staff he had put together. But um, I mean, let's be honest, the, the the coordinators and the assistant coaches that he had on that Super Bowl team were probably about as good as I've ever seen. Uh, assembled in, on on a sideline, at least in Philadelphia, uh, at least since Andy Reid was there, uh, and a lot of those guys, um, you know, were connected to Peterson via Andy Reid. I mean, a lot of those guys, uh, you know, had played either played for or coached with uh, either of those guys. And um, I mean, you're still seeing it. Frank Reich obviously put in a, put up a good showing, um, coached the first team to ever lose uh, while putting up 450 yards and no turnovers uh, against Buffalo this past weekend. And, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think Reich's got a bright future ahead of him. And, you know, obviously some other former Eagles coaches, whether before or, um, since Doug Peterson was hired, are, are still very alive as assistant and head coaches in the NFL playoffs. And, um, I don't know. I, th- I think, I think it was just a scenario where, you know, does the move in week 17 to, to bench Jalen Hurts, um, you know, really come into play. I, you know, I think we live in a world where the media really um, and social media really uh, does a lot to push public opinion. But I don't know that Jeff Lurie has has uh, seemed like the kind of guy that would let that push it over the edge. Um, I, I, I'd like to believe that, you know, especially knowing he planned on, you know, getting some reps in, um, you know, for, uh, for some guys uh, to begin with, Um, and knowing that it probably helped your situation from a draft perspective. I I, I don't see that being the end cause. I know they had a meeting scheduled where they uh, were talking about uh, the future of the team. And obviously a huge part of that probably involved Carson Wentz. Uh, So I I think that's an interesting play going forward because I was under the assumption that, you know, Peterson would be there. Wentz won't. Um, I think there's a chance that Peterson's not there and neither is Wentz. And from a cap and a, franchise perspective maybe that's the right play uh maybe you leave it up to the next coach I don't know but um a lot of question marks uh, as to the reason behind it but I I have a feeling that that Lurie had a, had a vision and Peterson had a vision and those visions just did not align maybe Peterson wanted certain coaches with him and and Lurie didn't maybe they wanted to do some certain things with the draft and, and they had different opinions there uh and they decided to just go separate ways but uh but Doug Peterson will always be remembered Doug Peterson will be in the uh, Eagles Hall of Fame for sure. And um, I wish, I, I hope he uh, has some success elsewhere. And, you know, obviously any coach that's won a Super Bowl has a chance at that Canton jacket. Um, so, you know. He's well, and I mean, he, he's
0: going elsewhere. to land somewhere. And, and um, you know, not saying he's going to go Jets somewhere. That's a
1: strong rumor right now. Like uh, the Jets.
0: I've heard that. I mean, if I'm him, I, I probably want to go to. Los Angeles, and uh, you have a great uh, offensive setup there. If you can get a defensive coach and build a defense with the Chargers, you have a lot of pieces there to build on. Um, but he, yeah, he's going to land somewhere. If I, if you I'm, also
1: have expectations.
0: I mean, do you though? You're you're the team that ever, that that time forgets in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's
1: a good point. Yeah, I
0: guess so. Um, you know, like everybody knows the Rams. Nobody even remembers the – Like you could probably ask a you know a thousand people on the streets of L.A. and they probably couldn't tell you the name of the second team. Um, you know, and and
1: they're going to tell you what season footballs played it
0: exactly. So, I, you know, <laughs> I, I think the Jets there's more expectation uh, than there. I mean, you know how to if you've already coached in Philly, maybe, you know,
1: maybe what you're looking for with the Jets there's more hope. Like there's a, well, yeah, there's, there's a there's a fan base that that still holds out a lot of hope that someday it's going. Yeah, the Chargers around.
0: just don't have a fan
1: base. Chargers are like who cares?
0: I mean, you know, we we joked about you know but before this season that that the chargers brass is probably like great that i can't allow fans in here cuz that stadium's going to look silly with only about 350 people so um you know the pandemic was a great thing for the chargers um but yeah i mean he's going to land somewhere but if i'm the eagles i you know you kind of got to get ahead of this quarterback situation because Otherwise, you're going to have a new coach walking into a quarterback controversy. <laughs> um, you know, so I I, I don't know if, if you're bringing Carson back, if you're going to operate with this two quarterback system, if you're looking to if you're looking to move Hertz or if you're looking to move Wentz. But I think that's going to be the, the one of the big keys uh, to the Eagles' off season is 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 what what exactly is your your decision here at, at the quarterback position um because it seemed to be like we said Wentz was going to be gone Doug was going to be there cuz they kind of had this fractured relationship now with with Peterson gone I feel like there's all options on the table but I think they have to make a choice
1: well and and I think if I'm if I'm Carson Wentz, um and I was I was ready to leave with Doug Peterson at the helm and um I can't stand the idea of being a backup ever or even the possibility of being a backup and I'm better than that, and I know I sure. am and whatever his stance is. If that's really his stance, and his stance it has nothing to do with Peterson, and it and I'm talking just the chance that you're a backup quarterback and you were gonna push for a trade before, I I would personally still be pushing for a trade because whoever yeah. comes in watched you whine to the media, whoever it was watched you in the first however many games and watched Jalen Hurts. And I'm not going to lie to you, with the evolution of the league and where the league's going, if you're getting in a, a coordinator now, you know, one of the finalists, uh, at least uh, from an Eagles perspective, as a rumor is, is the offensive coordinator from Tennessee, uh, who who does at the at the present like to run a lot of play action, utilize the running game. And and if that's the case, um, maybe Wentz is his preferred uh, option. And, and you know, maybe that's the goal. But if you're going to leave it up to the head coach and, and say, well, which guy do you want, then. You know, are you considering trading Jalen Hurts? And, um, you know, I, I just wonder what the odds are. You, I mean, it's hard to get rid of a guy with that much talent on a rookie contract.
0: Especially right. Especially
1: in a – When you're going to be rebuilding.
0: Way. And let's be honest, I think the Eagles are closer to a rebuild than a contender. So it feels yeah, like – I'd
1: put them somewhere in the middle of the pack on that. Oh, sure. I, I feel they're, like they're, they, they but, have enough quality pieces. But their age. The issue is going to be – you know who's going to stay and go. I mean, obviously, from a wide receiver perspective, you got to regroup, uh, and I think there's a strong chance the Eagles try to move up, uh, even from where they are, uh, and maybe Wentz or or someone like that is a piece in that in that in that trade or that puzzle. Um, but I think there's a chance they try to move ahead because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're not thinking offensive line, which I couldn't fault them for thinking. Um, I feel like your picks a little high. A little low to be thinking best offensive lineman and a little high to be thinking next best. Uh so so I mean unless
0: unless the the receiver from Alabama is still there at six. I don't know that he will be.
1: Or maybe they move up and just draft a third quarterback and just throw us <laughs> all into a tail. Um, I'd be else? fine with that. <laughs> Fields falls and they're like, gotta take him. Gotta
0: get they're that gotta quarterback. Take him.
1: <laughs> Want the quarterback of the future here. Well, and, and,
0: and you if see? you're if you want the quarterback of the future, you want it to come from Ohio State. That that we know is a fact. That's what I've <laughs>
1: in my time as a college and NFL football fan. But I, yeah, I just think if you're Carson Wentz, like if you, if the risk of not starting, because I think that risk is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. You're gonna come into a camp, you're gonna have to prove yourself, um, and you're gonna have to be aware that if that competition, even if you win in the preseason and you start week one. That that, as that a, fan base Jalen, has already seen, right? Jalen Hurts, and let's let's pretend that that it's close. If Jalen Hurts has a good one, but they choose you, your leash is short. You know, it's it's not something. And and maybe he's driven by that. He's a competitive guy. That'd be awesome. But um, but I still see in, in most scenarios from where the Eagles are and where their cap is, if Carson Wentz is willing to reshuffle his deal and and, and get some wiggle room for a trade uh, to go somewhere where he'll definitely play. Um, I'm still thinking about shopping him, and, and
0: yeah, I I'm would. still one
1: of the believers that thinks right now Carson Wentz is still a more talented quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I don't care what people say. I think he's got better arm strength. I think he's a smarter quarterback. I think he he, he computes the game faster and better. Uh, the trouble is, it just hasn't for one reason or another, whether it's Peterson or someone else, it hasn't transcended to performance on the field, and um. Maybe a change of scenery is the best thing that could happen for him. And I know there's a lot of teams that aren't going to be in a position to draft one of these uh, three or four um, proverbial uh, hypothetical uh, NFL caliber quarterbacks sure. uh, that are going to be looking to find their guy elsewhere, uh, maybe in Indianapolis or New England. Um, I mean, obviously Jacksonville should have their guy. Unless
0: Jacksonville should. New York might.
1: Yeah, and So you just never know, uh, you know who's going to do what with whom and – um you know but um uh, but I think there is a market for Carson Wentz uh if you want to move him and there's definitely a market for Jalen Hurts if you're choosing Carson Wentz to sure. move on. But I w- I don't know how you keep both. I feel like you said Yeah, to, I feel to, like you can't. Controver- have a controversy like that uh going into a new coach's tenure. They um, always say if
0: you if you have two quarterbacks you don't have any. Um but uh, did you have a ch- Did you were you able to catch any of the the game on uh, before we go to the break here? Uh, the the game on Nickelodeon. Did you see any of the highlights from that?
1: I did see some with the um, you know the slime in the end zone and like I thought it was kinda, cool, man. Uh, you know, it was fun.
0: I, I checked it out. I you know I, I kind of started with, with with like a drive and I I hung in there for almost a full quarter. Like I, I thought it was presented extremely well. I thought the broadcasting crew did a great job. Nate Burleson there. Um, you know, with with the like, kind of the, the expert background, and you had kind of these new voices, and and you know, the, it was very geared towards kids. Um, it, but it was presented in a way that was fun. It was, pre- but it was presented in a way too that like it didn't, it didn't treat like I don't, I don't think it, like it didn't treat kids like they were idiots. But like it was just, it was, it was, it was really well done. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't think there's any more of these scheduled for the rest of this playoff. But I think it's.
1: That Cordero Patterson, who threw that? I think it was Cordero Patterson threw the F bomb and it got. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, there. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, parents having to explain what that meant. Uh, but, but yeah, otherwise, you know, which I mean, it came across in the CBS broadcast, too. So no matter where sure. you were watching, you were going to hear it. Um, but no, I, I think it's something that the, that the league should continue to do. I thought it was, was really neat. And uh, I saw Tom Brady, uh, they, they poked a little bit of fun that uh, every, every, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Buccaneers game should be on the History Channel, and he yeah. like sh- sh- shared that picture of like him and Drew Brees with like the uh, the old man. Oh, I thought
1: that picture was awesome. Yeah, it was it was, it was
0: fantastic. So, uh, Sean, we're gonna pause here. We're gonna uh, head. We're gonna hear from our. Uh, we're gonna hear from our sponsor Arena Eats, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk the NFL divisional round this week, and look ahead. Hockey starts tomorrow, uh, and much more. So stick with us. Huddle up live. I
1: messages, we'll be right
0: back. Huddle Up Podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Welcome back, Huddle Up Podcast. We're live Facebook and uh, our Twitter and YouTube channel as well. Make sure you are subscribed to us if you uh, haven't already. Go to uh, YouTube, go to all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Amazon Music. Make sure you follow us on social media, at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, as well as at Huddle Up Pod on Instagram. Uh, make sure you uh, tell your friends about the show as well. Get as many people. You know, I know football season is beginning, uh, to wind down here, but, uh, we still have hockey. We still have basketball. We'll have uh, baseball, uh, up before we, uh, before we know it. So, uh, stick with us. We're going to cover everything throughout the, the, uh, the coming months. And yeah, we'll, we'll sprinkle in some of those, uh, some of those topics as well. You know, we, we said, we're talking about like the, the chicken nuggets there before, <laughs> before the, uh, uh, before we started talking uh, about college football tonight. So we will get to uh, some other fun topics and discussions uh, as well. Um, so Sean, this uh, this past weekend in the NFL, uh, I went three and three uh, for 34 and 35 overall on the season. You were four and two for 38 and 31. So uh, you're beginning to pull away just a little bit more uh, from me. I'm still trying uh, to stay alive and uh, here we got a comment from uh, from Tyler, he says, uh, "Let's drop the puck. He'll be dropping his division uh, predictions when uh, when we get to it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the NFL games this upcoming weekend, but then we're gonna predict uh, the NHL uh, season here uh, coming up. So, uh, obviously, four games on the on the docket for divisional weekend. Uh, we have the Rams at the Packers. The Packers six and a half point uh, home favorite." Uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, forty-six is your over under. This one Saturday at four thirty-five uh on Fox. Um the Rams uh you know doing the Lord's work, getting rid of Seattle and Pete Carroll uh, from the NFL playoffs. But I, I, I just I can't buy into this team as as being uh being able to to uh, dethrone the Packers, especially the way the Packers are rolling now. If they can't find their rhythm the way we had seen with, with some of the, the Colts teams uh, in the past, you know may, maybe they can do that. But uh, I have the Packers. Um, I think they're not only going to cover the 6.5, I, th- I think they're going to win by a lot more. Uh, I'm going to go over. I think the Packers are going to score a lot of points uh, on the this Rams, especially if uh, Aaron Donald cannot play. There, there's still question marks about his health. Um, I have a hard time believing the Rams are going to do a whole lot defensively if Aaron Donald's not on the field, and that is why I'm going to go with the Packers plus as my lock of the week.
1: You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Well, yeah, and I, I think um, you know, when you're talking about the uh, the Rams, it's, it's a team that I've been pretty hot on, uh, especially in the second half of the year. They've actually uh, kind of settled some weeks for me uh, when I needed them to. Uh, and I had them, uh, had them winning uh, last week. And um, I, I still think, you know, when healthy, they're one of the best football teams around. And they find a way to win uh, either with or despite uh, Jared Goff, whatever <laughs> his performance seems to look like from week to week. Uh, it doesn't always seem to matter. Uh, but like you said, if Aaron Donald's not going to play, um, you know, that, that would be a huge hit to them. Uh, but it would just be one other thing that doesn't matter. Uh, I feel like uh, the Green Bay Packers are too strong, too hot. The only hope that the Rams have is if uh, the Packers were to come out slow uh, and um, maybe a little bit off with the week's rest. Uh, but with a team full of veterans, I, I feel like the opposite is true, uh, and I feel like um, like they should all be pretty well-rested. Devontae Adams should be 100%. Aaron Jones should be 100%. Um, Tunyon rhymes with Funyon will be 100%. Uh, and um, interesting enough, this is the game where um, I shared it with you, uh, where offensive tackle Jared Veld here uh, started for the Colts last Saturday, um, wound up on their practice squad and was claimed by an ailing Packers team uh, and will become the first player in NFL history to play two postseason games for two different playoff teams uh, Cut by, released uh, by the Colts practice squad to the Packers. So very interesting. Uh, I wish him the best. He latched on to a good one. Uh, sure. So, uh, it's a pretty good roster to be on uh, at this point if you want a shot at a Super Bowl ring. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers. I'm right with you. I'm going to run Packers and over with you. Uh, I don't really see a lot of reasons. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to lock the game because I have been so high on the Rams. Um, but I will put a mini lock on uh, Devontae Adams scoring a touchdown if you want to make that bet. Oh, I, uh, I may want to push re- it to
0: two. Really going out on a push, limb there.
1: <laughs> push it to two. I'm going to say he scores two this week. Um, And just as a prediction, in case you want to make, case you got any games that are on the fence, I will let you know that this is one week, and usually I try to find an upset. I have not found one, so a little preview to the next three games. Okay, okay. There's a good chance that the favorites are coming off the board. All right,
0: then we uh, then we go to Saturday night, eight fifteen on NBC. You have the uh, the Ravens again doing the Lord's work, getting rid of those overrated Tennessee Titans. Uh, uh, They're traveling
1: easy. Not as easy as you thought was. That's series. okay.
0: Win's a win, baby. Win's a win. Uh, my Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Des Bryant, my guy. Oof, got to watch out for some of those late hits, though. Uh, <laughs> ran, nice. ran, ran a cheap shot. But uh, uh, they are at the Bills. Bills are one and a one-and-a-half point home favorite. Uh, Fifty-and-a-half is your uh, over-under on this one. Uh, I'm going to keep rolling with the Ravens. Um, you know, this is basically a push uh, at one-and-a-half. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously you can win by – uh, you know the the Ravens could lose by one and 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 cover, but uh, I think the Ravens win this game. I wasn't overly impressed with Buffalo. Um, you know I know I know Indianapolis is, has been pretty scrappy with their defense, but um, you know I I expected a little bit more out of the Bills. Uh, and again, I think the Ravens are just playing really really well at the right time of the year, so I'm gonna go Ravens plus. I'm gonna take the over though. I feel like this is gonna be. Um, and, you know, an offensive game, even though both defenses can can be pretty good. Um, You know, it's hard to stop Stephon Diggs, and it's hard to stop the Ravens' running game.
1: Well, when you say the Ravens' running game, I assume you're talking about Lamar Jackson. Uh, I feel like J.K. Dobbins has really kind of stepped into his role and, and has done a great job, but I feel like Lamar Jackson uh, and his rushing ability is what really sets that apart. Although I find it funny that the overrated Tennessee Titans uh, essentially hold a lead through most of the game uh baltimore's got a clam from behind against an extremely overrated titans team at least in your eyes um and you weren't impressed by buffalo um either way uh but i I feel the opposite i think you're right on the over i think you're going to see a lot of points but um i'm on the other side Uh, as much as i um i feel buffalo didn't want to be in that close of a game um to be the first team to beat. Uh, an offense that threw, uh, put up 450 yards and no turnovers, to do it without turnovers and basically just find themselves in a shootout. I feel it's just an example of what we've seen from Buffalo in the second half of the season. Um, even when the defense has sputtered or they face a solid opponent, uh, they found ways to win in uh, kind of multiple facets. Uh, they, they've won a couple low-scoring defensive shootouts. Uh, they've won in some absolute blowouts, and they found ways to win uh, now in, in, in an offensive shootout. Uh, and I don't think it's gonna need to be that um I see we got Tanner putting a prediction in here of 38 24 uh I don't think that's a bad prediction I think it might be a little high uh, but I feel like um I feel like you could see a multiple score um, uh, win here I, I feel like Baltimore's uh defense uh, was supposed to do better and Tennessee's defense was supposed to do worse uh, and I think both of them uh, kind of stepped up uh, to to where I thought they would be I just needed my Titans to pull that one out, but they couldn't do it. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take them, um, sure, with the points, whatever. Basically, like you said, a pick them,
0: uh, yeah. and I'm going to take the over. All right, then we move to the uh, two games on Sunday, and this one at 3.05 uh, Eastern Time CBS. It is the Browns coming off their victory uh, over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you, Cleveland, for hanging on to that one. Uh, they travel to the defending Super Bowl champion, the number one seed, uh the Kansas City Chiefs nine and a half point home favorite fifty six is your over under um you know Cleveland it's a great story you know you got into the playoffs for the first time and God knows when you got a playoff win for the first time since God knows when um but you were up twenty eight to nothing and in the first quarter in the first quarter and the Steeler the Steelers got it back within fourteen. Um sorry Cinderella it's hitting midnight. You're not you're first off you're not going to get up 28 on the Chiefs and if you do they've proven over the past couple years it doesn't really matter even if you have a lead going into the fourth quarter. Uh the Chiefs are going to win this game. The Chiefs are going to cover and I'm taking the over. Uh the Chiefs score points, the Browns are going to have to keep up.
1: Yeah, and I if, if, if the one thing I will defend Cleveland on is is on the the what appears to be a collapse of that lead. Um, I feel like Cleveland played it the right way because the only thing they did wrong is I don't feel like they ran the ball enough. I don't know if they were trying to save that running game, uh, save Nick Chubb. I don't know what they were doing uh, by not giving him the ball a little more. Uh, but uh, I will say this that um, they they made the right call. Uh, you know, I picked against uh, Cleveland because of Baker Mayfield. Um, and I feel like Cleveland won it the one way that proved me right and wrong at the same time, <laughs> by not letting Baker screw it up. Uh, they called plays for him to throw. He was throwing way more than he should have been, but it was uh, pretty well-designed. It was very safe passes, uh, and it was well-designed to get the ball out of his hands, whether to a receiver or a sideline. And Baker did enough to hang on to it, uh, and props to that. But, but yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the buck stops here. I will say that if Baker Mayfield finds a way to prove this pick wrong and win a second one, that I will I will sabotage you by picking the Cleveland Browns, whoever <laughs> they play in the AFC title game. I will I, I, will destroy you with my confidence in you. And by predicting it, maybe I've already destroyed that ability to, to, to do that. But it's going to happen. And what else is going to happen is Pat Mahomes uh, and the uh, now much healthier Kansas City Chiefs uh, are going to um, – kind of get I'm not going to say it's a walkthrough but as far as a, a you know uh, division around matchup this is about as as good as it gets I think if you're if you're Andy Reid and the Chiefs um, but they've they've sputtered on of late uh, at least coming into the into the playoffs and, and the defense has not been uh, astounding all year hopefully uh, a week to prepare Andy Reid on a bye week is real hard to bet against I'm sure. gonna take the Chiefs I'm gonna take it by more than 10 I think This is going to be uh, going to a two-touchdown or more win. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be pretty, but but again, congrats to the city of Cleveland. Uh, you're on the map again, and um, you know there's a lot of bright future ahead of you, especially with the uh, oh, sure teams in the division. Sure. Uh, I, I say um, I say Chiefs. I say under underperforming uh, Pat Mahomes' offensive late and the Cleveland Browns. I don't think they quite get to the to the number. I'm going to go under with the Chiefs uh, in this. You can lock up.
0: All right, hold on. I have to. I have to reload the board.
1: Reload the board. Should you I say it again? Lock. it up. Lock up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. No, you lock, lock it, up. it up. Lock it up. I did lock it up.
0: You did. You did. Uh, Tanner did. had said the uh, the Chiefs win by ten. He thinks the Browns will uh, make it a little closer than on paper. Uh, Sorry, and then,
1: Tanner, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, at ten at ten points, plus. that's
0: still Chiefs plus. Like, let, let's keep that in plus. mind.
1: Fourteen plus.
0: Uh, and then we go to uh Sunday night uh, at six forty uh on Fox. It is the Tampa Bay uh Buccaneers who survived against the Washington football team. A game you and I both had right. The the, the Washington football team covered. Um, you know, they they did what they had to do. Heineke, Heineken, uh Miller Light, whatever that guy's last name is, he looked fantastic uh running that offense, um, you know, and 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 quite the uh quite the story there a uh, a xfl backup uh last year uh almost came in and and, awesome. and and beat tom brady but uh the buccaneers stay alive they travel uh to the new orleans saints who are a three point home favorite fifty two uh is your over under on this one um you know I, I, I again we we talk about teams that that didn't really impress me and and you know the new orleans saints are one of them now is is it just a, because you finally had Camara and Michael Thomas and you finally had those pieces back? Um, or is it a sign that you know some of their victories were were a little inflated again, we, I've talked about all year, so it's not it's not just an indictment on the Titans or it's not just an indictment on the Saints. like there's a couple of great teams. there's a couple of terrible teams and then there's like twenty five teams that are in the middle, you know what I mean? like there's just a lot of in the middle football this year. Uh, and I feel like that partially the, the the pandemic and everything around that to blame for it. Um, but but I, I like, you know, again, Antonio Brown's heating up. Run game looks like he's heating up. Defense can do just enough. Now, a taller task this week for the Buccaneers defense. But uh, I'm going to continue to roll with Tom Brady. I'm going to continue to roll with these San Bay Buccaneers. They're going to cover. They're going to win this game. But I am actually going to go under. Like I Like, I just... Something tells me that it's going to be a little bit more defensive and 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 kind of using the ground game on both sides of the ball, or on both teams.
1: Yeah, I um, I I, I think I kind of took from the Saints. Um, I think the ball just kind of bounced the wrong way a few times, and I think they wound up, you know, against a better opponent it would have been one of those like scratch to survive kind of uh, kind of wins. Uh, obviously, Taysom Hill uh, putting the ball on the ground, uh, something that's not new to him. Uh, and it's one of the major reasons why I think if Drew Brees hangs him up, that Taysom Hill's not going to be the guy they hand the ball to. Uh, they seem to – the team seems to love Jameis Winston as a, as a teammate. Uh, he's great in the locker room. Uh, had a slight slip up uh, calling out a uh, an opponent on the sidelines this week. But uh, um, has been uh, generally just a solid teammate. And, and, and uh, Peyton seems to like him. And I think he's the guy going forward, at least uh, in the short term. But uh, – um, but I like uh, I like New Orleans here. Um, I feel like a lot of that uh, kind of sputtering did have to do with the fact that Michael Thomas, uh, back after several weeks off, that Kamara uh, getting back to health. Uh, I think you saw, uh, you know, as good as Kamara looked in the game uh, and always looks, uh, I thought Latavius Murray in the spots he was asked to, to compete in uh, looked really good. And, um, and, of course, you know, anytime you have Drew Brees, um, now, this is a matchup of two quarterbacks that if I'm in the playoffs and I'm handing it to a guy, these are two pretty good guys to give it to uh, between Drew and Tom. And, and I know uh, it would not be a very popular pick with my neighbors or in this area, and it's probably bad I got my windows open down here in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, but I will let Tampa know that the Bucks stops here. Uh, it is going to be New Orleans. They are going to cover. Uh, Did you say the Bucks, cover. the
0: Bucks stop here?
1: Yes, the Bucks <laughs> stop here. Well played. Touche. <laughs> ah, hilarious. Um, yes, the Bucks stop here. Uh, yeah, there we go. There's a little, little hi-hat for you. Let, let them know. Um, Bucks stop here. Saints cover. Uh, this one is an easy over. Um, this was almost my lock of the week, but um, you just never know with Tampa. I, I, obviously, there's a, there, there's a great chance that New Orleans has trouble with uh, the wide receiving core of, of Tampa. Uh, and I could see this going the other way, but I got faith in the Saints' defense. I think they're healthier um, than people think they are, and, and uh, I liked what I saw against Chicago. Hard not to like a defensive performance against Chicago. Sure, um, <laughs> this was almost a lock for me, but uh, but I'll just take the Saints uh, in a in a straight pick.
0: See, Tanner here says I've been wrong before. I'm sure be wrong again. I predict the Saints take this by four or less. I think they're stalling at the wrong time, but I also think the Bucks are just not quite NFC Championship game ready. Um. I feel like it was either Tan. I might have even been Tanner back. I think it was like week one when Brady threw a couple of picks. Was one of the guys talking about how Tom Brady was like done? So I feel like I feel like Tanner's just
1: it was a Tanner or a Tucker. It a or a Tanner, Tanner, yeah, It, it might have been his brother,
0: but like who knows? I, I, one of them. One of them was talking about how bad Tom Brady was, and uh, so. He's what proud. did you have
1: the spread at? I have it on mine at three. I, I like him to cover. Yeah, I have, it three. I have
0: it at three. I have it at three. Yeah. So, uh,
1: so if there is an overlap, Tanner could be right at four, and I would also be right at four. Correct. Uh, but I think it's going to be more like a full touchdown somewhere around there. It's going to be a, a full score.
0: All right, John. Let's uh, now let's turn the page to the National Hockey League. The season begins tomorrow. Oh yeah. Uh, with your Flyers, five thirty Eastern Time tomorrow. The Flyers. And the Pittsburgh Penguins kicking off the season
1: right. It's bedtime right in the middle of the second period. <laughs>
0: uh, that's one of those what, where we like scream into the pillow, right? If they, uh, if anything good or bad happens, but uh, let's take a look uh, at the National Hockey League. We're going to run down the uh, the the our predictions for season winners. Uh, we'll look at the playoff format. We'll predict our final four.
1: I got my gritty plush. So I'm my gritty
0: plush with me. <laughs> Somewhere I have like a capitals. Uh, I have a capitals with one. me in spirit.
1: He's here. Gritty's with all feel of us. He's either with
0: us in spirit or he's haunting us. It's one of the two. It's, it just all depends how you feel uh, ab- side about Gritty. Yeah, starting tomorrow, 116 days straight with at least one hockey game. So Man, that's cool. Really. Uh, settle in now, obviously, you know, the we'll we'll talk about where the NBA's at. Hopefully the NHL can do a little bit better job at uh keeping the pandemic uh in in check. The Dallas Stars, the, the 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 first COVID report of the season released, there was uh 27 positive tests uh across the National Hockey League. 17 of those uh with the Dallas Stars, so they need to uh teams need to 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 rein it in early especially uh, down there in Texas. But let's start, Sean, in the Scotia North Division. Again, Division uh, divisions are named uh, this season, sponsorships, and you'll see uh, on the helmets this year uh, the will be uh, sponsorships. But the Scotia North Division, these are all the Canadian teams. Uh, you got Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, uh, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg, Calgary going back to their uh, – throw back the old red yellow and whites uh, this year Ottawa a bit of a new uh, new logo new uniforms a throwback to the 90s uh, as well so um, I you know this one's like this one's really hard like all the divisions are scrambled up um, but
1: I feel like the north has the potential to be the most interesting you absolutely know, typically... The East for me is interesting, but that's primarily because the teams I the teams sure. I love and the teams I hate are there, and I feel that they're all fairly evenly matched, and it's a very you know kind of rough and tumble uh, push them around style of hockey, uh, which I love, uh, which is very interesting. But but with the North, when you have like the Western Canadian teams and the Eastern Canadian teams all in uh, one kind of uh, hybrid division, and and knowing that only one of them uh, will be in the Cup Stanley final. Uh, the Stanley Cup Final, I think that's very uh, or the very final interesting. four, the final four, right? Would be in your final, the semifinals, Stanley Final, yes. But I think it's very interesting because I think there's a lot of Cup quality teams in that division.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on a team here that um you know has has definitely been been building over the last couple of years, and they have a lot of young, a lot of raw talent. Uh, but also you you bring in. What I think was probably the, the the piece that was missing most to the Vancouver Canucks from uh, from from the last couple years to now, you bring in a uh, Stanley Cup winning goaltender Braden Holtby, uh, which is still so weird um, to not see Braden Holtby uh, in Washington, but he is with Vancouver now. Um, I like I actually like the Vancouver Canucks to win uh, this North Division now. Uh, uh, spoiler alert, I don't have them in my final four, but, but I think they're going to do enough in, 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 this division to actually come out on top of the, uh, Scotia North division.
1: Oh, you're just taking your one. You didn't take your four. Um, I'll give, uh,
0: yeah, I'll just go division winners uh, as opposed to actually gotcha. p- picking the I, four I had teams. my, uh,
1: I had my final four picked. Uh, I got Vancouver right in there. Um, Along with my, uh, I, I see. Uh, let's see what Tanner had here. North Division: Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary. Um, matches my final four. Now I had Calgary as a four with a slash Montreal next to it. I could easily see Montreal finding their way into uh, this final four. But I'm with you. I think um, all four of those teams are real good. Um, I, I wish I could, I, like, I, I always get so high on Edmonton. Maybe it's because I grew up watching Wayne Gretzky and the boys on the bus and, and having Connor McDavid up there, just kind of hoping that they pull something together. But, um, but man, to pick one to win just the regular division, I'll take, uh, since you took Vancouver, I'll take Toronto. Uh, I feel like I like Toronto uh, to be extremely strong. Um you might hear their name again in a few minutes, uh, but I'll take Toronto to win the uh, to win the North, just to be different than you. But Vancouver was going to be my pick to win. The North.
0: <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, you had uh, you had, ter- you had to Toronto to win. You said I'm just gonna mark that. Um, I'm just running through. I'll, I'll um, I think Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto are my other teams to uh, to make it. Um, He says, uh, Tanner here says, Edmonton has the same problem Toronto does, missing a solid uh, defense and a straight number one goaltender. Uh, So then we move to the Honda West division, uh, the Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes, Colorado Avalanche, Los Angeles Kings, uh, Minnesota Wilds, San Jose Sharks, St. Louis Blues, and the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights. Uh, So I have, um, I think St. Louis is going to win the division. Um, You know, they, they, they lost a few pieces. They added... Um, they added crew from the Bruins, uh, in the off season, but I think there's, there's, there's a lot of guys. I think they were disappointed in themselves last year, coming off the Stanley cup victory, obviously a, a strange broken up season. And then you moved into the bubble, uh, kind of hard to get that momentum back. Uh, I like St. Louis to get back on track, find themselves again this year. Uh, my other teams making the playoff or, or, or make yeah, uh, make the playoffs out of this West division. Uh, I like the Vegas golden Knights. Uh, again, you know, it's a team that in their entire existence they've never missed the playoffs. I don't think this year, uh, they will either. Colorado Avalanche, uh, a team that, um, just is absolutely, I feel like, primed uh, to have a potential run here. And then I guess Anaheim. I, I feel like the, the the rest of these teams are just kind of muddled in this land of trying to find who they are. Uh, but I, I'll I'll take the Ducks because they have uh one of one of the neater uh reverse retro uniforms. <laughs>
1: They do. They really do. Uh, I will. Um, I will tell you that I, I agree with you on your your three of your four. Uh, I have three of the four the same. Um, the team I'm picking to win uh, is not the team I have in my final four. From this, uh, I'm going to take the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Uh, only because I never bet against Vegas. Um, never bet against the house, kids. Uh, but I have the exact same as Tanner again. Looks like Tanner and I are on the same page. Uh, I have Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, so I'm there with you. Uh, and my kind of sneak in um, surprise team is going to be Minnesota. I take Minnesota. And they got those me, uh,
0: uh, North Star feel. Uh, yeah, or, them,
1: those are also real dope. Those those uh, North Stars uh, ones, I really I uh, really dig that as well. But yeah, that's my four uh, with Vegas on top.
0: All right, then we move to the Discover Central Division: the Carolina Hurricanes, Chicago Blackhawks, Columbus Blue Jackets, Dallas Stars, Detroit Red Wings, Florida Panthers, Nashville Predators, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. Of course, you're defending Stanley Cup champion. This one I feel like is the uh, is like the most mishmashed because you have you have a good mix of Western traditional Western Conference teams, Eastern Conference teams. You know, you're you're spread out with each other. You're spread out to Dallas. You're spread up to Chicago. Uh, and then you got like the Nashville, Florida, you got Detroit. So you got the Detroit and Chicago, you got Detroit and Chicago, uh, that rivalry back uh, for one year within the same division. Um, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the division um, coming off the Stanley Cup victory. I don't think they lost a lot of pieces. Uh, this is a team that that year after year after year, we, we always talk about that. They were always on the cusp, and they just never got over it. Now they finally got over it. I think they're going to continue to roll. I also like um, Nashville to get into the playoffs. You know, they were a team that I thought had some potential in the bubble. They didn't meet it. They were hot the second half of last year. Dallas, who, of course, went to the Stanley Cup final. And then a team that surprised people late in the season uh, as they were still playing. And then once you got into the bubble – Uh, The Chicago Blackhawks. I like the Blackhawks, this this new youth movement uh, that they kind of have going. Uh, So those are my four playoff teams out of the Discover Central Division. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a a very interesting division. I'm not sure what it's – I think I'm afraid – I was, like, having trouble picking this because I don't know what the the breed of hockey is going to look like. Um, And um, I just – I don't know – I don't know what to what to expect uh, now. I did have, um, I, I do also have uh, Dallas in there, and I have Tampa Bay, of course, in there. I'm right with you. I think Tampa Bay is going to win the division. Uh, I feel like, um, you know, they're real hot, and of course, like I've been kind of following. It's been very easy to follow their offseason for me. Um, and and there was a point where they thought they were going to lose anywhere up to like eight starter, eight well, eight starter ish players, eight very crucial players. Uh, I think they really only lost like two pieces that played. Uh, what you would call like starter or two-man um, uh, minutes. Uh, and, of course, they still have arguably the best goaltender on the planet uh, <laughs> from day to day. So um, pretty hard to bet against them. Um, so I'm going to take them to win the division. I also had Dallas in there uh, despite the COVID cases. I think everything will work out fine. Uh, and then we start to differ. I had, I had a, 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 another member of the youth movement in there. I have Carolina. It actually looks like I'm with Tanner again uh i have tampa bay dallas carolina he has as his four but i didn't really number mine beyond one um but i got them in there and i was going to take i had a slash and ironically it's you and tanner i had nashville slash columbus i'll ride with tanner tanner and i are on the same bobsled <laughs> going down the same horrifying hill of ice uh i'm gonna take i'm, I'm running with tanner uh, probably right up until the East. Get
0: Rod Brindamore against, out, out of my life. <laughs>
1: but uh, <laughs> but I liked everything I saw. Another team, very similar to what you said about Chicago, uh, a team that, like, young team, uh, outperformed themselves, gets to the bubble, plays real well. Uh, I thought they did an awesome job. They impressed me, and there's a ton of youth on that team, uh, and I like their spirit. But, t- Tanner, Tanner He's is a little
0: scary. Team. You guys
1: are. Yeah, Tanner, for your for your protection, I did not put money on my picks, but the fact that yours are with mine, I hope you did not put any money on your <laughs> picks either. Uh, it could be a very scary thing for you. Um, if you did, I'll, I'll – All right,
0: and then, Sean, then, we move to the Mass Mutual East Division, the one that obviously you and I uh, both uh, keyed in on uh, more than any other. You got the Boston Bruins. Buffalo Sabers, New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Washington Capitals. This feels like a classic old school division. This, you know this this just feels right when we're talking hockey in the Northeast.
1: I if, you can fi- if I can find it on Vegas, I'm going to throw five dollars on this division having the most penalty minutes of any division.
0: Uh certainly could. Sir. I almost feel bad for the Buffalo Sabers. I, I really almost feel bad for them. Uh, they're just going to get. Almost.
1: I don't even care if they're in this division or not. I just feel <laughs> bad for the Buffalo Sabres.
0: Hey? I'm happy that the Capitals start their season in Buffalo for two games. I feel like uh, that's a good way uh, to start the Peter Peter yeah, Laviolette Peter Laviolette era in uh, in in Washington. Uh, you start up there in Buffalo, so I actually uh, I have the Boston Bruins. As much as I absolutely hate it, I have them winning this division. Um, you know that they, they're. He, you know, year to year. I mean, you lose Chara, you know, you lose Krug, but you've added a couple of pieces. Uh, but I think you know, you still have you still have a good core there from from what they've done year in year out. Um, and then my other three playoff teams, of course, my Washington Capitals, uh, especially with Peter Laviolette. Um, I think he's there, that guy's going to have this team reset, refocused, and 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 clipping. Hopefully, uh, Ovechkin can get as hot uh, scoring goals as he was last season. Um, unfortunately I, I really do think that, you know, a half season last year, a half season this year, uh, the odds of breaking Wayne's record are, are dwindling, uh, this point. And then my other two playoff teams, I, the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, I think that team is, is, is really, uh, really set up for success. And then, um, I, I think the New York Rangers, man, like they, they were a team going into the bubble last year that I thought was really starting to click. Um. Now you did. You you are losing a, a huge leader in the locker room, Henrik Lundqvist. Now, of course, we wish him the uh, the very best. Was supposed to play in Washington this year. Uh, had the uh, the heart situation. Had open heart surgery. Uh, successful open heart surgery. So his uh, his playing career uh, certainly in doubt. But we are glad that the uh, surgery was a success. Um. So you lose that. But I this Rangers team, man. They they just really really uh surprised me, especially in the second half of uh, last season and even into the bubble a little bit. So uh, those are my four teams in your mass mutual East division.
1: Yeah, we're not, um, we're not that far off uh, for a team like Tanner said, the uh, uh, a lot of parity in this division, making it the hardest to pick. And I think he's right. I mean, obviously I was going to have my, uh, my flyers in there Um, beyond that. um, You know, it was, it was kind of a tough, uh, tough pick had a lot of slashes, a lot of, a lot of slash that to take teams out. Um, I don't know that I uh, like it, but it's real hard to pick against my own team. I, I feel like the Flyers are kind of more of the team to not get the um, division win and kind of get in on the top four and uh, get hot late. But um, I'm going to ride on my boy Connor Hart. I'm going to ride on on my boy's Claude Giroux. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to we're going to we're going to get hot on him. I'll take him to win the division. Why not? Because with the parity. It's the beginning of the season. If I'm wrong, I'll just say I was drinking or something like I did on that <laughs> other pick. Uh, but I'm going to take Philadelphia. I, too, have Boston. That's probably the team if I was going to uh, to pick. Um, and, um, Tyler, you're not – Tanner, you're not going to believe this. Tanner, Tyler, Tiger, T- Tanner, Tanner, DJ Tanner. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia, Boston. Um, I, I have New York, not the Rangers. I have the New York Islanders. I liked everything I saw. I – I don't think it was a one-trick pony this year. I feel like uh, strength in net, strength uh, in front of the net, um, and a real young, fast team. Uh, my only fear for the Islanders would be that they're almost too fast and young, that that they play too – I don't want to say too west coast. I don't like to be like the east coast. was, But there are divisions where that speed game is kind of more the deal, and I think in that north you're going to see a lot of it. Um, but I think um, – you know, they may get kind of lost in a hard-hitting division here. But they played in it before. It's nothing new to them. Uh, and they do have some big fellas and some some bruisers on the team. So, you know, why not? Um, and, James, your Washington Capitals, I have in a slash here on my fourth team. i got the Washington Capitals slash the Pittsburgh Penguins. And... Um, you know what I'm going to do with that western half of the state. I'm going to kick them to the curb. I'm going to take your Washington Capitals to be the fourth team in the playoffs. Uh, I, so I, I had I had this teed up for you. I had
0: I had this teed up for you.
1: fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, suck it, Sydney. Uh, we'll see. You. Uh, but we'll, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna push Pittsburgh out. I, I'm not sure with the the way the divisions shake up and the four coming out. Unfortunately, there's going to be some um, typical playoff teams either way. Whether I'm right or wrong, you're going to see some teams that a lot of times just kind of – the way that East is normally seeded, uh, you're just not going to see them because they're going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, because
0: normally it's it's three from a division and then two wild cards. So, like, you know, if, if the – you know, I think what we've seen over the last couple of years is, like, the Atlantic, which, you know, uh, Boston, Tampa Bay have been among the elites – but then there's a lot more, you know, New Jersey and Buffalo and, and teams right. like that that have not been very good. So you have your three teams and that's it. So I feel like the the uh the, you know, the Caps division and the Flyers and the Penguins, they're the one that, that puts five teams in. So right. now one of those typical teams is going to fall it's out. And, and, like, the yeah. Devils have gotten better. And the Islanders are very I good. Say, I
1: think I, that's one team if you're going to go and in- – uh, and, and I could have done it for every division, but but it's just one that just sticks out for me as like a potential destroy your bracket, like a team no one's picking, uh, and a team that I think has made a lot of improvements and has a chance to maybe make a push into this four. And maybe, I'm not going to say they're, they're going to shoot out into the final four, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got hot and did. They have a lot of youth. They got a lot of, uh, they made a lot of moves that I liked. And, and, I, and I think New Jersey, and as a Flyers fan, that's a horrifying thing. Because uh, if there's one team that no matter how bad they get seems to really chap my ass every year, it's the it's the New Jersey Devils, uh, and um, I, I think they're I think they're a scarier team uh, than than people are going to give them credit for, and they might catch some teams uh, by surprise early. All
0: right, Sean. Uh, yeah, uh, Tanner here says uh, Barry Trout, such a good head head coach. Not let the island um, to not let the Islanders harness the same energy they brought. Uh, into the bubble yeah I mean obviously you know he's you know he's my Doug Peterson you know to you you know that he's he's a guy that that you know brought left. Brought the Caps uh you know they're only Stanley Cup and and the Caps made a decision and uh two years later the Caps have a, a another new head coach so um you know the the Todd Reardon experiment experiment did not go very well uh, for Washington, and and I mean they got Laviolette, which is a guy who's had obvious success, and um, I think he's going to get that team focus here. Tanner also adds Buffalo about three drafts away from really competing for a cup if they stay the course. Three uh, drafts
1: away is a scary place to be. Um, yeah, yeah like I three mean three drafts away, and then I, they were three more drafts away. You make the wrong pick at the top of a draft, and it just like seems to just cripple you. I don't know what it is, but these teams that like this is the guy. Alexander Degg, that's the guy. Uh, and then you just, and then it just isn't. And and you're just, I don't know how. I don't know. I guess if you draft poorly at the top of the first round, you kind of draft poorly at the top of every other round. But still, um, it just kind of didn't work out. And then you finally get your your Buffalo needs to find that marquee player. They need the guy to to sell the jerseys, to to score the goal. You know, whether it's that or or just find a s- solid goaltender to build around. Um, but until they find one of those two pieces, I think they're in trouble.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. All right, so Sean, let's look ahead. Um, you know, to um, you know June or July uh, when the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs get underway. Uh, so the, as
1: usual, summertime hockey.
0: Finals. So the format this year: uh, the first two rounds are your divisional rounds. So, like we said, four teams from each division uh, get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. One seed versus four seed, two seed versus three seed. The winners play each other. Then the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the semi-final round, is each of the division, the divisional round uh, rounds' winners play each other, and they are seated, re based on regular season standing. So the team with the most regular season points will play the team with the least. Right. It
1: will be your final four will be. Winner from the north, winner from the west, winner from the central, winner from the east.
0: And, and reseeded based uh, and on and regular season. Based yes. Based so, on
1: regular season.
0: Regular season points. So the team with the highest points plays the lowest, and then the two in the middle. Uh, and then, of course, the winners of those will play in the Stanley Cup final. Um, you know, and, and, and all series are best of seven. So my final four, I think Boston is going to um, be the best team in the regular season. Um, you know, I, I just feel like they they to me they just feel the most complete. Uh, so I have I have Boston um coming through as the as the or, or through the playoffs the the highest seed remaining. They're my number one. I actually have the Calgary Flames uh as my uh, team out at winning the North uh and they are going to be my four seed because I feel like the again I think that North because they're also going to have the most travel too. Um, you know with 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 teams going west to east. So uh, I think that's gonna weigh on them a little bit. So I like Calgary to be my four seed. Then my two seed is your defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, coming out of the Central Division. Again, I think they're they're that they they just have that they have that thing. They're just gonna keep it rolling. And then uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it, it's hard to bet against this team uh, went to the finals against the house, (laughs) you know, went to the finals their first year. They, they've still had success. They've been able to maintain it. Uh, I like them, uh, to go to the, uh, final four, my Stanley cup playoffs, uh, or my Stanley cup finals. I have Boston beating Calgary. I have Vegas beating Tampa Bay. And I think I even made this, uh, I think I even made this prediction a year ago. It didn't pan out. I think I made it in the bubble. It didn't pan out, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Don't bet against the house. I have the Vegas Golden Knights as your 2021 Stanley Cup champions over the Boston Bruins in six games especially, and I hope they wear them a lot this year. First off, their reverse retros look great, but they added a gold third jersey this year that is – it is fantastic. It is like it is the perfect. That should be their home uniform. Get like the gray is cool. The scrap the yeah, scrap But like the gray, the gray, gray the should the become the ultimate the, the alternate the gold. Nothing Sh- says Vegas like exactly. gold. Exactly. It is gaudy. It is shiny. Like the fabric is even it it's like it has like a a sheen to it almost. It's perfect. Give me Vegas in six games over the Boston Bruins.
1: It's like Wayne Newton and Elvis Presley had a kid and it was just pressed into nylon uh and then made into a shirt it's it's wonderful it is it is By per- way, my analogy literally just pressed a human being into nylon it, it no does it did, did it that. did
0: um but yeah it's, but
1: it's, it, it's a person that doesn't exist so right? It's fine. <laughs> all right um i think we went very different ways and and i actually since making this list earlier today officially uh, i've actually changed a few of my picks at this point based on who i wound up having uh win the division but we're going to go for it anyway um Uh, I think you're – I'm curious. I'm going to read what Tanner has compared to mine. Uh, Tampa Bay, Colorado, Vancouver, and Philadelphia. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're very close, Tanner. We're very close indeed. Uh, I had originally had uh, Toronto coming out of the north. Uh, I've actually switched that. Having Toronto win in the uh, regular, I feel like, uh, makes more sense. Uh, We've kind of shifted – uh, and the reason, the fact that I had originally had Vancouver winning the regular season version of the North, uh, I think, is the same reason I have them now coming out of the playoffs. So I'm going to take Vancouver right with Tanner. Uh, Colorado, I had Colorado in the finals last year, uh, and I'm going to have Colorado in the finals this year. I think it's going to be another. I had the, I think the bubble was was all set up to see that Vegas Colorado matchup, uh, and you wound up with a very heartbreaking story out of Colorado with with uh, with an in, with a goaltender injury that's just, it was grotesque, uh, and um, they're going to want to come back and prove themselves, and I think they're going to, I think it's one of the best teams in hockey, and, and they're going to show it. I actually have Colorado as my one seed uh, coming okay. into the four. Colorado's my one, uh, and um, coming out of there, Vancouver's going, well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll do my seeds in a minute. I have uh, out of the Central, I originally had Dallas coming out, but I just keep – and maybe it's the radio talking in my ear all the time. <laughs> but I'm with you. I don't see any reason why Tampa Bay is not going to come out of here. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay too. I had Dallas circled, but I had a big question mark next to it. And then I think I had a smaller question mark next to the big question mark, which was probably like, what the heck are you doing? Um, I'm going to take Tampa out of there. Uh, and I also have Philadelphia. I have Philadelphia right there um, coming out as well. Uh, so um, – so yeah, we might even be spot on. Tampa, Colorado, Vancouver, Philadelphia. Yes. We are exactly on Tanner. Um, I don't know how you did this uh, to yourself. <laughs> um, but you're 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 just don't running yourself into the ground. Don't put money
0: on these picks.
1: So here's my seeds. Uh Colorado 1 uh will be playing uh uh Colorado 1 will be playing Vancouver 4. Uh okay. and Philadelphia 2 will be playing Tampa Bay 3. That's my predictions.
0: Okay. Who do you have? Uh,
1: I have Philadelphia beating Tampa Bay because it's just the way it was set up. I don't get to watch them play Tampa Bay in the final. My dream world would be my Flyers against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup final, which, so could, happen. Really which could, could happen. which could happen. I don't know what these seedings. But and that, that's
0: like. what that's what the wild thing. Is. Like you could have you could have you know no the
1: wild play in Minnesota, James.
0: Oh, well, that's true. That's true. Uh, you, like you could have Boston playing Toronto in the cup final. Like to me like that's that's something the NHL wants. Like if the NHL like if the the big brass is sitting back like they want
1: Or you could have something terrible like Carolina Buffalo.
0: You could. That that would that would really be awful. But like if you're at the <laughs> NHL, you actually have the opportunity to have, you know, the Rangers play the like and again, it's, it's a little far fetched I think, but you could have the Rangers playing the Maple Leafs. The Rangers playing so, like, Montreal. Canadians. Like you could have yeah. two Eastern Conference uh, original six Matchups you know against each other I mean you could still get Chicago or amazing. Toronto but you could get one of those that you don't normally have the opportunity
1: so I have Philly over Tampa I have Colorado over Vancouver okay which sets up a Colorado Philadelphia final and my man Carter Hart gonna turn to stone in the finals Philly over Colorado. In five games, five, Flyers are going to be red hot by the time they hit the finals. Because if the Philadelphia Eagles had as many injuries as they had, the Flyers are going to have zero. This is wow. I got faith. <laughs> you knew I was going to pick the Flyers. Well, I know.
0: I should have just read I should have just heard, been like Philly over blank in blank I mean, blank the, the
1: worst part for me is this is like probably the – I'm not going to say I'm overconfident because, I mean, could I see the Flyers – Getting close and not absolutely, but I think this, um, you know, I think they were hot going into last year. I think, I think I was, oh, they have the
0: team to do it. I won't deny that.
1: I was more confident in my pick in the bubble last year of the Flyers than I am of the, you know, a 50 game out picking the Flyers. Uh, but this feels like the right team, it feels like the right goalie. uh we'll just have to wait and see, obviously. You know, teams that get there make moves midseason, season and I think the Flyers are kinda of poised to do that as well. They have a lot of talent that they're fi- they're going to in the next few years find a hard time piecing all of it into one roster. And I think there's a chance they move some of it to get pieces that they need. So uh they're they're poised to do all that and your Stanley Cup champion Philadelphia. What's
0: crazy, Sean, is is Elaine Vigneault is hired on April fifteenth of twenty nineteen. By the Philadelphia fly the, most the coach longest in tenured head coach in the city of Philadelphia.
1: Unless you count Major League Soccer, then then uh, they've well, you got don't. us by like a year. If you,
0: if you do that, Which, you're by wrong. By the way,
1: speaking of Philly sports, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers held off the Miami Heat in overtime. They did. Uh, they they took it. Uh, Joel Embiid makes a huge two point shot to force overtime. Uh, take out the heat, 137 to 134. Very nice.
0: Very nice. Our Sixers. So it looks uh... like
1: a back-to-form um, COVID uh, working its way through the system. Um, yeah, let's – let's... You had that COVID scare, and you found yourself maybe a scorer in your uh, younger ranks. So, you know, sometimes you find things in strange ways. Maybe that's the way Philly finds one of their bench pieces.
0: Let's uh, let's, let's touch on that here, Sean, before we, uh, before we close out. Uh, the show. Obviously, you know, COVID has dominated the, the headlines, uh, not only in sports, but, um, you know, around the world uh, This th- over the last 10, 10, 11, 12 months. And, um, you know, in, in sports, we kind of we saw the uh, Major League Baseball had, had breakouts and, and things like that. Um, and then we'll get back here to Tanner's question in just a second uh, as it relates uh, to hockey. Um, but, you know the NBA dealing uh, right now with it, with a little bit of an outbreak, but let's get to Tyler uh, Tanner. I keep calling him Tyler because there's the two of them uh, that comment. He says, I'm here for Bizarre Match. I
1: feel ma- like Tyler was the one in the early NFL season. I think uh, I'm
0: going to blame player. Tanner because he's here. Um, Great. <laughs> he says, I'm here for Bizarre Match. My question to you is if you could have it your way, what would your dream Stanley Cup finals be? I'm going with Boston, Toronto, because that would be fun uh, to watch, even though Boston uh, is the, uh, is the better team. Um, like, and this is, this is like, for me, I'm sitting here going, you know, the NHL had the opportunity to set it up where Sydney and Alex could have played in the Stanley cup final against each other. Uh, and they failed to do it. Like I get, like it makes, more sense to have
1: it's Sydney Connor, you know, uh, you,
0: you have, you, you know, it, it does make more sense to put these teams in the East, you know, the, the mid Atlantic uh, against each other. Um, but uh, they had the opportunity to, the, the only time in history you could have even had them playing past the second round. Uh, but in terms of what would my, my dream, uh, matchup B, I mean, if, if, the, and I'm, I'm going to eliminate the capitals from it because you know, if my capitals get in, um, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't right. I don't know. I don't know that there's like maybe Colorado cause they were the last Hershey bears affiliate before Washington, maybe the blues. Cause it'd be us versus, you know, be me versus dad. Um, but, uh, let's eliminate the capitals. Let's just say that, you know, they, they get to the, the semifinals and lose, um, I'd have to go with one of these original six matchups. Like give me, give me Boston versus Toronto or Boston versus Montreal. Give me the, uh, Rangers versus Montreal or Toronto. Like give me, give me one of those old school matchups that you have no opportunity, uh, of, of getting any other year. Um, so that, that, that's kind of, that's kind of my dream. Like, and, and, um, so yeah, either, either Rangers or, or Boston versus, well, the fuck Boston. So give me the Rangers uh, versus, <laughs> versus either, uh, Toronto, He's right. He's right. <laughs> give me, so give me the written the New York Rangers versus either, uh, Toronto or Montreal.
1: Yeah. you know what? And the Miami.
0: French are asshole Lloyd. So, uh, give me, give me the Islanders versus the Maple Leafs or the Rangers Toronto. versus the Maple Leafs.
1: Rangers, Maple Leafs. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't, um, I mean, if you're asking about my personal dream matchup. It's going to be the Flyers against whoever the heck else wants to play us, uh, you know. And and I kind of spelled it out earlier. Being a Flyers fan in Tampa Bay uh, and having that be an, an option this year uh, would make it pretty cool for this year. Uh, because um, sure, yeah, yeah, I, I like the I like the uh, Tanner's commenting on a North Star, South Stars, uh, hey, Dallas, Dallas, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota.
0: That'd be all right.
1: Pretty cool. uh, Blues
0: Blackhawks, that's a classic rivalry. So you could get that in the finals.
1: Yeah, I thought about like moving the teams because, like, you could, uh, like, because you could have Winnipeg Carolina, right? Because they they, they were.
0: See, I wonder how how that's going to go with the, like, are the Canadian teams. I
1: think the Jets went to Carolina. If a Canadian team
0: makes the finals, are they going to, how are they going to? Because what if the border's not open?
1: I think it's going to be a bubble. And I think they're going to have to play in America. Like, I like I don't think, unless they're going to, at that point, Grant, like, they're going to have to put a gap. Like, they're going yeah, to have to either, gonna get there's going to be a bubble in Canada. You're, also,
0: your hope is by June, July, we're, we're I mean, fairly vaccinated.
1: Year. I think the NHL sold it well enough last year that Canada may let them in as long as they're willing to come stay there, quarantine. Stay. Prove you have no cases stay. and then do exactly <laughs> what you did last year. Like, I think when you get to this final four, you are far into bubble scenario. I would be willing to bet that all four, once you have your 16 teams, you might that bubble. They are in a bubble. And I don't know if it's going to be in America or Canada or Guam. I really don't care. As long as uh, I get as to keep watching hockey, yeah,
0: just don't screw it up.
1: But for now, we just have to get there. Uh, but there's some other fun ones. Um, you know, one of my fun ones I say every year. Uh, kind of in the back of my head, which is still possible, but it's not fun because of the way it seeds. Uh, would still be like, you know, you know, like an Edmonton, uh, Montreal. You know, people talk about the great one in, in Wayne Gretzky and, and this, but um, but you know, the New York Islanders get kind of lost in that too. I mean, the New York Islanders—they were
0: the, a dynasty in the eighties, yeah.
1: Yeah, the only reason they stopped being one is because uh, Edmonton drafted Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, and, I mean, well, their alternate
0: the, logo the, with the slashes, so, that's because of how many cups they won in a row.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's just uh, – it's it's literally, uh, you know, the, the 80s was Islanders, Edmonton, and, like, one other random cup. It was pretty much your 1980s. <laughs> uh, you know, but before that, I mean, it was pretty much Montreal and then a couple teams here and there. So, you know, you have, like, your storied history of Detroit. I do like the idea of, like, a Detroit-Montreal and, like, those kind of things, but – um yeah, unfortunately you can't do an all Canadian one. Uh, no. so you can't pull that off. But but for me, I I guess I can't really see anything like there's a lot of interesting scenarios. I don't see anything more uh exciting for me in Tampa, <laughs> like in, in St. Sure. Petersburg, Florida, sure than my flyers. And, and I've never called into the sports radio here, but I guarantee you I would be calling in regularly that <laughs> uh, And I believe mean, they provide them with You would have to give me a heads up
0: so I could I could local local at least listen in on uh, yeah. whatever and station maybe it'll that is.
1: it would just be a regular thing. Like your, your, your token Flyers – but there's a lot of us down here. There's a lot of Philadelphia but For the, folks, the, the Flyers, the,
0: the only other one I could see would be a really fun matchup is, is them in Toronto have always been a huge oh, uh, yeah, yeah. rivalry. So them in the Maple Leafs. In the finals, yeah. Is there a
1: Domi – oh, the Domi plays for Montreal.
0: Max Domi. And, yeah, I think he is related, I believe. I think we determined – Yeah, I think we looked that up. Yeah, I think we looked that up last year in the bubble. All right, so uh, the NBA, of course, dealing with uh, COVID issues. We've seen a number of games uh, postponed, uh, both because of, of, of actual confirmed cases and also contact tracing. Uh, the N- the NBA uh, issuing some more strict uh, protocols for teams that are on the road. Yeah. Um, I think it has to do with uh, you know having guests in the team hotel, uh, kind of a thing they were able to avoid in a bubble, and are are trying to to squash now that that you're kind of uh, free and loose. Um, but uh, you know, we saw it in baseball, we saw baseball with the Marlins and a few other teams at the early start of last season. Uh, cases got out of control, and they had to be uh, reeled in. Um, I, hopefully, the NHL is watching the NBA and learning what to do and what not to do uh, at this point. Um, Hopefully the NBA can get control of this thing because, you know, the Sixers are playing really well out of the gate. Uh, I still think it's ridiculous that, you know, we're seeing all these games canceled uh, or postponed because teams can't hit uh, the required eight players the Sixers had to play uh, with seven, seven uh, seven just a few days ago. So uh, if I was the Sixers brass, I'd be uh, fighting to get – that result scratched and that game uh, rescheduled for a later date because the Sixers still almost won that game.
1: Almost won that game, uh, yeah. With seven
0: players, so if I, like like I said, if I was the Sixers... The only thing that
1: hurts is like, you know, in the grand scheme of things is the one loss really hurt you, I don't know, but but you got like a young up-and-coming player hung up like a 35 spot if you cancel the game, like... Yeah, it, it hurts
0: his stats, but and obviously they're not going to do it, but um, yeah, I mean, the NBA, you know, we, we saw some breakouts in college football, we saw them in the NFL, they were all able to finish Major League Baseball, but the the NBA has really got to get out ahead of this thing. And and um, you know, they they've said that that they 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 kind of have the idea of moving into a, a bubble or bubbles, um, you know, kind of on the table, on the back burner. They may have to look at that. The uh, the NHL um has kind of said the same thing that they have kind of emergency plans that they would have ready to go if they need so um but yeah hopefully the nba can get control of this thing sean
1: yeah i mean it's 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 kind of a scary thing i mean obviously you're seeing in the nfl's too and it's something that's gonna happen uh you know there's not a lot you can do short of locking people in a bubble and and unfortunately for sports to play this many games it just doesn't work um but yeah props to the sixers looks like uh looks like Embiid had himself quite a day uh hung up a uh i believe a 45 spot um 45 uh yeah 16 rebounds something like that very 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 successful day uh in philadelphia and, and i hope they stay hot I, I don't know you know obviously COVID can derail that but it it only derailed them for a few games uh, the nice thing is, is is like you said you can you can push games back and maybe that one was just too short notice i don't know what excuse the nba gave on that i was kind of shocked uh to see a game with seven players um but but yeah it's kind of a scary thing i i think they're doing their best and um you know, unfortunately, and it's it's not a shot at anything, you know, but we saw it last year, even in a bubble. The fact that there were cases in the NBA bubble um, leads you to believe that when you have the game kind of break outside of a bubble, obviously it's going to happen. So um, hopefully teams can manage themselves and, you know, maybe you get to a point where you start telling teams, much like the Big Ten and college football. If you don't play a minimum number of games and we have to cancel them, then um, then you're just not going to be eligible for the playoffs. And, and maybe that'll scare them enough to. Uh, to do something, but, but here's hoping, uh, you know, good luck NBA.
0: Yeah, they certainly have to do something. So Sean, uh, let people know here, uh, where they can, uh, where they can follow you. We're going to close this thing up and, right. uh, and get out of here.
1: All right. Well, I am, uh, I am at Sean shine state, uh, as always, uh, wanted to close out with something a little more meaningful. We've got a little this week in sports history for you. Not only in 1997 to tiger woods, uh, today, uh, get his third career win at the Mercedes Championship. Um, we also had Willie Mays in 1964 this week, became the highest paid player at $105,000 per year. And Tanya Harding's bodyguard was charged with conspiracy to attack Nancy Kerrigan uh, this week in 1994. So there's a little bit of history for you. I wanted to throw that out there. Enjoy your playoffs. Enjoy your hockey. We'll talk to you next
0: week. Yeah, cool news bit. Uh, announced uh, today, the Boston Bruins will be retiring uh, Willie O'Ree's uh, number, uh, obviously the first black uh, player in the National Hockey League, so congratulations to him, uh, Hockey Hall of Famer there. Uh, but yeah, uh, remember, uh, I saw an unfortunate news item uh, pop a- pop across that the 212-plus uh, the thousand uh, new COVID cases near 5,000 deaths today. Uh, we are still in a pandemic, folks, uh, so please wear your mask. Please be safe um, while you are out and about. You can follow me at Bait Gym Sports. Make sure you're following the show uh, on Facebook and Twitter. We are at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, on Instagram, we are at Huddle Up Pod. You can subscribe to our show on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rate and review. Check out our home network, NGSC Sports, and you're going to hear from our sponsor, ArenaEats, ArenaEats.app. Until next time, folks, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.